BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy hump day. We made it to the middle of the week. Congratulations. Pat yourselves on the back. You did it. You deserve it. Woohoo. Happy hump day, everyone. What an exciting day. We're cruising down the hill of the week. We are getting over the hump and that's really exciting. It's really exciting. And you know what? I didn't even realize it was hump day. That's why I love my job. Let me tell you why. Because at 10.30 every morning, I know what day it is. You know, I didn't even think about what day it was at all while I was getting dressed. Only when I, when the words came out of my mouth did I realize it was Wednesday. And now I've just been given like a burst of joy. Yeah, I realized it was Wednesday, but I never realized it's hump day until we're sitting here talking about how we're going to hump someone we love today. Until I come into the studio and wrap my legs around you. Brutidoo, I'm looking for you. So yes, by the way, we only have three more shows left in the year 2021. Including this one. Speaking of 2021, we actually recorded such a fun podcast episode yesterday, reviewing and recapping all of our favorite things of the year. TV shows, books, songs, stories, music, etc. And it was a great way to round up, up the year and move forward into the next one. Yeah, I feel like I kind of unburdened myself in the podcast episode. Like, this is what I liked. I'm ready for new things. And it's important to just, like, take stock of your year, where you're at. Of course, like, you need to, you know, look in the rear view in order to see where you're going. And I feel as though that's what we did. You know? I feel as though that as well. I love year-end reviews. I Honestly, I wish there were more, like, in the stories and stuff. There haven't been, like, a ton of, like best of right recaps and I always just love them me too what would you say was besides like for what we enjoyed like what was the tv show of the year because last year it was like so queen's gambit oh what do you feel like the biggest show of the year like so it would have to be something something that was like a one season yeah like the first season of something like I feel like it might be like white lotus oh my god yeah I forgot about white lotus white lotus uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it didn't make my top five best TV shows list only because while it was like probably one of the biggest shows of the year, I didn't find myself enjoying it. Like the show was so fucking slow, but that was, I think the show everyone kind of like gathered around and like became obsessed with briefly. Yes. I completely forgot about White Lotus. I wonder if I would have remembered if it would have been on my tops. Probably not because I didn't like it until the end. Of course. And then like I had to watch a man take a dump. Everything. That was so funny, (laughs) even though it was so uncalled for and unnecessary. It was genuinely It was funny. original. And like, I don't find Judy funny. No, you don't. But they made it really funny. No, like you read, you know, Franny and Zoe. You don't find Judy funny. No, I don't find Judy funny. But it was a funny Judy. I'm not going to lie. Like, I have, you know, I have found Judy funny. <laughs> you, you, it's okay. I don't say, I, I wouldn't say I frequently find Judy <laughs> funny. But I'm not going to lie to my audience and say I've never found Judy funny. There's you know? two types of people in this world. People who find Judy funny and people who don't. And I'm sorry, like, sometimes duty is funny. Like, that's the name of today's episode, 100%. (laughs) 
Is Judy funny? Question mark. <laughs> um, we've got a great show for you guys today. Fast Five. We've got a little TV recap. Vanderpump Rules was on last night. And my blood was boiling. My blood was truly boiling over. My blood was boiling. But you know what I did this morning? I finally took our advice from a few weeks ago of listening to a podcast while, we got re- while I got ready. Because there's been one episode I've been dying to listen to. And that's Give Them Lala mm. with Sophia with an F. Oh. I thought you were going to say the one where she like talks about. No, no, no. I feel like so... She, there's been a few where people are like, she's talking about it, listen here. Right. And it's still been pretty vague. And I actually felt like in her interview with Sophia, she talked about it more than she does when she's like sitting down to talk about it. Did you and also... I, just, I need to let everyone know, Lala and Randall are not getting back together. No, of course like, not. Like not also, even close. Do you know that Lala filmed the reunion remotely while everyone else was there? And Katie did too. Because Katie got sick that morning I saw on her Instagram. I didn't say whether or not it was COVID, but I guess if like you're running a fever and not feeling well, like... Don't go into the yeah, office. Yeah, of course. And that's just a good lesson that everybody should learn. Beyond COVID. Like, I think, yeah. Like, totally. the fact that people were, like, just going in sick before. Well, the fact that you get, like, a certain number of sick days. Like, I can't control my body. Yeah. No, that was just a crazy thing that I hope does not come back. And, like, so if you're sick, even if it's not COVID, stay the fuck home. Totally. I completely agree. That's sick. Um. Okay, so we'll talk about Vanderpump Rules in the TV recap segment. But um, how was your day? How was your Tuesday? It was, it was good. You know, it was another bruised day. We actually were really bonded yesterday and things were going well. Our heated blanket finally arrived. And even though it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be from QVC, um, it still has been really special. And I think Brew is enjoying it. I'm so glad. So that's what matters most to me. What matters most to me is the fact that I was alone last night watching the next game because Ben was like, turn it on. I think you could see me. And like, of course I couldn't see him. But then... I guess it was like some big deal Knicks game we yesterday. We'll be talking about it in the stories. You're lying. Some big sports news. Wow, was it a really bleak day for stories? Yeah, and I told you that. <laughs> and you but know. I didn't realize it was that bleak. You looked, you knew. I did look, yeah, but I figured you had all the bases covered. No, and I love a little sports news. And this seems like a big deal. And because Ben was there, it's a bigger deal. And you know what? Let's not, lest we not forget the last time we spoke about sports news, we literally predicted who would win the Super Bowl because it wasn't the San Francisco 49ers time. It wasn't. No, it really wasn't. Who was your pick again for who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? I don't fucking remember. For some reason, I thought it was the Bills versus the Bucks. I did say something like that. everyone was like, honestly, that's a really good call. But I swear to God, I was watching TV on Sunday. Like, Zach was watching a game on Sunday, and it was the Bills versus the Bucks. So does that mean my thing's not possible? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't that. I don't know. You know what? Bills versus Bucks sounds good. Yeah. No, the Bills are really having a great season. And are they? That's what I've been hearing from the chatter. From, you know, when I go to make a snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I think of the Bills, I think of um, all those videos of people throwing themselves onto folding tables. Okay. And then I also think of O.J. Simpson. Because uh, he played for the Bills, did he? Yeah, like that's how I think how he got famous. I always think about, I just remember seeing a video of like when the team returned, they like got really far and like the whole, like all the fans in Buffalo like went to the airfield and were standing outside the fences like so excited to see them. You know what else I think about? Jason Tardick because he's like obsessed with the Bills. And he's then like, now I think of Josh Allen who's the quarterback who I watched this, you know, this promotional package about and he just seems like a really great guy. Oh, got it. You know what I think about when I think about Josh Allen? I think I relate to this man because he was like the number one pick in the draft and somebody exposed his tweets and he went from being number one to being like number a thousand. Really? But he still, then he got like on the Browns, which is like the worst team of all time because like he was, you know, dropped. But then he picked himself back up, you know? Got it. Sounds like draft day, honestly, especially if the Browns drafted him. And you know what? What do they say about draft day? You never know what could happen. You never know what could happen on draft day. And that's... The sports segment from Jackie and Claudia today. The first one of many. Yes. 
So let's just fucking do it. Let's jump right into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in many areas. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available because they want you to start living a happier life today. Join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com toast. That's betterhelp.com toast to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com toast. Special offer for the Morning Toast listeners. 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com toast. Wonderful. Our first story is some really, really cute, sweet news about the campers in the Kardashian family. The fucking Kardashian campers are going to make me cry. Mason Disick advises Kim Kardashian not to let Northwest go live again. So last night, um, Kim posted to her stories a screenshot of text messages from Mason that he's giving North some advice. And I think it's just like great advice in general. Well, if you didn't see before, this clip went viral. I guess North has an Instagram now or something. She went, she was sitting in her house and she went live on Instagram for like a minute and obviously got screen recorded and, you know, sent out nationwide and she runs into Kim's room and it's just cool to see Kim like, you know, after hours, she's just laying in bed, scrolling her phone by herself and North comes in. She's like, mom, I'm live. And Kim's like, no, you're not. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I am. And Kim is like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And then North, the phone gets shut down. So it was just like a gorgeous insight into, you know, I'm appreciative to North for giving me that that moment. Yes. So then Mason texted Kim. He obviously heard about this and said, hi, I don't want to disrespect North, but I don't think she should do the lives unless someone is with her because people are always screen recording and she might tell information that isn't correct and stuff like that, that she will regret. I did the exact same thing as she did. I would do the lives. And now I regret saying one of the things that I said, just in case for safety. And then Kim wrote, I appreciate you looking out, Mason, and I agree. She felt bad, and I don't think she will do it again, but it it could be good if you talk to her about it. Stop. I'm going to cry. He said, I'd love to talk to her about it. (laughs) Next time I come over, maybe. And then Kim said, I would love that. Thank you. Sleepover soon? So, I okay, uh, we all remember the time where Mason was, was going live, letting us know that Travis and Kylie are not together. And I actually think that that's the, one, the thing that he regrets. I mean, I didn't watch all of his lives. I don't know what he said, what information no, that was he the shared. One. But that was the big headline. And like, No, also there was the drama with Jeffree Star. <laughs> what did he say? Like he was going on about Jeffree Star or something. Like, oh, but did he say anything not factual? No, I think he just started beef and Jeffree Star was like, what? <laughs> Anyways... It's just like that is the cutest text message. And I've never been like such a like a Mason, Mason stan. stan or like really kept up with him. And I just always think of him as like a mini Scott. I feel like they have the exact same personality. They talk the same. They dress the same. And then so to see a bit of like his insightful personality coming through, I'm just like, is Mason the number one camper in this group? Right. I mean, the reason why I love this story so much is because it's layered. First of all, love to see a king who, you know, learns from his mistakes like you know and not only is he learning from those mistakes he's trying to spread the good word to other campers so that the other campers don't make the same mistakes that he did right i thought the way he texted kim was so respectful like i don't want to disrespect north like 
because North is obviously like an intimidating bitch. Like, you know, like no one She's fucks. She's queen of the bunk. Right, like nobody fucks with North. No. Like, so I think for Mason to kind of step up, like that took balls. It really did. And he did it in a really respectful way. I thought it was just the cutest exchange of all time. And I just like, I could literally dissect these text messages for two hours. I know. And I know people are like feeling weird that Kim posted them. And I guess she didn't need to post them. But the way that I read, like, I'm so glad that she posted them because it really gave us a window into, you know, the lives of these campers. And, and the dynamics between aunts and nephews and And that nieces. they clearly have, like, really good heads on their shoulders. The only thing is, like, it's a little bit sad that the kids can't just be kids, you know? Yes. I mean, yes, I thought the same thing. Like, the fact that... Like, Mason is leading a life of regret because he went live and said something untruthful, which I'm sure the kids at his in his school do, do all the every time. single day. Yeah, so, like, the fact that they all have these phones that could, like, literally, like, show us everything that goes on behind the scenes and we're expecting children to, like, understand those boundaries is a little not normal, for sure. But that's, there's also a lot of benefits. It's not normal that they've never flown commercial. Like, right, right. <laughs> of course, no, there's pros and cons. Yeah. For sure, and I'm sure even their parents, like, when they do mess up with stuff like this, like, probably aren't, Make, don't make it as big of a deal as it actually is because they're just trying to punish them like normal, normal kids, kids who like, like can, stepped outside of the bounds as opposed to like oh my god you just created headlines around right. the world on north's live like kim wasn't like screaming like if that was me i would literally like if ben came in the room and i was like sleeping and he was on live i would literally slice his neck out like so kim was very Imagine patient if it was theo though right mm, i would probably have a little you bit more probably patience be patient. You'd be like, yeah. you don't do that kim was very patient and the whole exchange afterwards especially because it was mason's birthday so i think she was trying to show everyone like how mason is so like mature and he really grew up and she called him a respectful king um an insightful king i think she just wanted to show the world like this is mason and you know what i really appreciated that because i don't really feel like i knew mason before this no i agree or any like ideas that i had about him were just not the mason that he actually is like i feel like i know north's personality i feel like i know penelope too from her TikTok. yeah but to see this side of mason and he is the oldest camper Grand in the kid. bunk and yeah. there are so many campers these days and more are coming and to know that he is like just looking out for the bunk it's a beautiful thing you know what i got from this is that the bunk is in under amazing counseling like they are their fearless leader is not too proud to own up to his mistakes to learn from them to grow from them and to share those lessons like it's i'm gonna cry you know and it's also it's beautiful the lesson learned it's not even unique to just this bunk like these are universal lessons you yeah know? sharing social media when you're young hello like yeah just what you got to watch out yeah you got to watch your back and i'm just really grateful that the kids they have mason to look up to because he's clearly like turning himself into some sort of role model some like guru literally yeah i agree this was a beautiful story i think we could all learn from and, mason. I, and overall like i'm really glad that kim posted these text messages of even course. though i know that other people are like why would she post this and put Mason on blast? Now, do you think that Kim got permission from Courtney to I post do. the text messages? Me too. I do. I think that would that she should have gotten permission. And you know what? It goes without saying because I think a lot of people are really hard on Courtney for some of her like parenting decisions, which is no one's business. This is a testament to the way he was raised, and it's a testament to Courtney. And you know, if I was Courtney, I would want these text messages shared too. Yeah, I agree. Okay, our next story. Someone else speaking out. Ben Affleck says he'd probably still be drinking if he stayed ma married to Jennifer Garner. Ouch. Oh, that's nice. 
Ben Affleck is speaking candidly about his relationship with alcohol. During an appearance on the Howard Stern Show on Monday, he got candid about his struggles with drinking while married to Jennifer Gardner, with whom he shares three children. He said, quote, I'd probably still be drinking. It's part of why I started drinking, because I was trapped. I was like, I can't leave because of my kids, but I'm not happy. What do I do? What I did was drink a bottle of scotch and fall asleep on the couch, which turned out not to be the solution. Yeah, I mean, I guess his headline is misleading. He wasn't saying, like, Jennifer Gardner trapped him. Like, he trapped himself in his own mind because he wanted to, like, stay with the kids. Yeah, the headli- but that's a harsh quote. Like, she drove me to drink, and I'd still be drinking, and married to her was making me drink. Yeah, like, justice for Jennifer Gardner. I know, but I feel like Jennifer Gardner... Like, couldn't care less about Ben Affleck. Yeah, and when these stories... Like, I do feel like in their relationship narrative, it's, like, always, like, Ben Affleck, you know, he was with the nanny and stuff, and he was always, like... The SNL writer. And, like, even when they were still married, it was, like, he was the villain, and she's just, like, this sweet, innocent lady, like, being a mom, and, like, how could you do this to America's sweetheart? It's true. And this just, like, firmly ensconces them in these roles, and so I don't think this is doing any damage to, like, her personal brand. She's just like, oh, you know, like, yeah, that's my crazy ex-husband. Yeah, I don't think she's bothered by it because you're right. And she's she's in a relationship, right? She's, like, super happy. She's so moved on. She's so moved on. Like, I don't even think she literally could shed one tear for Ben Affleck. So, I, I honestly, and, you know, I don't even think she cares that he's back with the woman that he was with before her. Like, that's normally something, like, a woman would care about. I think Jennifer Gardner, like, so is so ambivalent about Ben Affleck. Like, it doesn't bother her. I agree with everything up until I think that probably deep down she is very bothered. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think we'll ever see a glimmer of it, but I imagine that's quite bothersome. I don't know. She doesn't seem like the type of gal to be bothered. That's just how I perceive it. I, I think it, it's too big not to. You know? But it's so much time, like... But still. It's like 20 years, right? The history, it's it's too... It's not just like an ex. You know, they were supposed to get married, like... And then he totally flipped the script and married Jen and, like, had all these kids and, like, that was the happy ending and, like, then the plot twisted again. I know, but by the time, like, Jen was finally able to get rid of him, like, I just don't... I really don't no, think No, I don't think she's, like, RDH and, like, oh, my God, what about me? But it, it's, like... It almost, like... I mean, of course, they have these kids together. Invalidates. Have, yeah, just like wipes clean. It's like, oh, he was, you know, this feeling Thinking that everyone had. Thinking about her the like, whole time. Like, I, he was in love with her all along. I thought I was the winner. I don't know. I see Jen Garner a little differently than that, but I, I could see your side of it as well. Yeah. Anyways, I don't think, I think that this, you know, just kind of makes Ben sound like an asshole. A dick. Um, but he was also probably just being honest, like, about how he got to the place where he was at in drinking. And sometimes mm-hmm. the honest truth is ugly. It's hard, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, Howard brings that out in people. Yeah. So, and I'm sure he's regretting saying it. Because of course. it's like... Now it's being picked up everywhere. Yeah, and it looks really bad. And it's a fucking slow news day, so, like, this is literally the only thing the Morning Toast is talking about. Yeah, no, it was, like, number one story everywhere. Um, also, probably one of my favorite facts about Jen and Ben Gardner is that their daughter's name is Serafina. Yeah, because they have the respect for a delicious restaurant. For the McDonald's of Italian cuisine. Yeah. So good. Mm, I think I'll have that for lunch today. Oh, it's been a while for me. It's also kind of heavy for lunch, but you know what? It's the Wednesday before winter break. Like, fuck it. If you're not having pasta for lunch, what are you doing? Fuck it. 
Are you ready for our next story? Only if it's the next story that's brought to you by the Pill Club. Life is stressful enough. Access to healthcare shouldn't be. Luckily, getting birth control is one less thing you have to worry about. With the Pill Club, you'll never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again because they provide access to care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your front door in discreet packaging. The Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. They carry over 120 FDA-approved brands, and most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $9 per month without insurance. They deliver birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging, and with the Pill Club, their licensed medical team is just a text away to give you the best reproductive health care. Right now, when you join thepillclub.com slash toast, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every morning toast listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash toast to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash toast. You must use that link to make sure the donation to bedsider.org goes through thepillclub.com slash toast. There's no reason not to. Great. Our next story, The Voice has crowned a new winner. Spoiler alert. The winner of season 21 of The Voice is the band Girl Named Tom, which is a win for Team Kelly, which is really why what I care most about. I don't know what, like if most people care like, which judge wins. Oh, I care. I feel like it's such a big deal for the judges. Yeah. And the only, like the finalists were from Team Kelly, Team Blake, and Team John. Yeah, Ari was out first. Which is really sad for Ari. Which is surprising, too, because I saw this cover of Ari and the two remaining acts on her team. Um, this woman who had the most amazing voice and this father-son duo. And they did a cover of Four or Five Seconds by Kanye Paul McCartney. And, it, and Ariana did the cover, too. It, they're sitting around this campfire, Jackie. You have to watch it. It's, it's the most premium content I've ever seen. They're harmonizing to perfection. And I was like, oh, the, the girl sitting on Ariana's right is obviously going to win the show. But she didn't. Damn. I mean... There's a lot of talent over there at The Voice. Totally. Even though I just saw a tweet that went viral that was like, you know, I actually want to quote it 100%. Verbatim. Yeah, give me a second. Okay. While well, you read the details. Girl Named Tom's win marks a fourth victory for Coach Kelly, who also won last season with her contestant, Jake Hoot, earlier in the night. She's won a lot because she also won with that girl, Britain. Four. Four times? Yeah. Earlier in the night, Girl Named Tom performed the Jonas Brothers Love Before You Leave Me with Kelly, and they beat out team uh, fellow team Kelly contestant Haley Mia and Blake and John's finalists as well. Okay, I can't find the tweet, but it was basically just like nobody from The Voice who has won like ever becomes famous. It's basically just a talent show. One thousand percent. But there are a lot of people who are extremely famous who like didn't win The Voice but were on The Voice. Like Morgan Wallen started on The Voice. Ray Lynn. It's really in country because like. Blake Shelton, like, does the work. Um, but people who have won, I don't know one person who's even remotely famous. No, I totally agree. It seems like a really fun time. It is a talent show, and whether or not you win has no bearing on whether or not you will have success. Yeah, but same with, like, um, American Idol. I would say in the since the resurgence, the most famous person to come out of American Idol is Gabby Barrett, and she did not win. Yeah, since the resurgence. I haven't been following since the resurgence. Oh, I have, because it was... It was pretty good. Um, the Gabby Barrett season was actually very good. Yeah, but that was the first season back. Yes. And then since then, they did like COVID seasons, as we know from last Ryan night's VPR, where uh, Lala's yes, assistant was a digital producer. Yeah. Um, but back to the story. So, yes, I'm very interested in which – I'm actually more interested in which coach wins than which artist wins. Because they really like use it as bragging rights when they do their banter all season long. And so now like 
Kelly's sitting pretty. This is two seasons in a row. And you know what? With Ari, like, I hope this doesn't discourage her. And I really hope, I don't know what her contract was, but I hope she stays on. I think, first of all, it's great for her commercial appeal. And I think she did wonders for The Voice. Like, I've never seen so much voice content being, like, targeted towards me on social media because she really just raised the bar for mm-hmm. everyone. And I think it made her friendship with Kelly so cute. And I really, I really hope she comes back. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I'm sure the contract was more than one season and it was a big chunk. They shuffle people in and out. Like Nick Jonas is on The Voice for 30 seconds. Yeah, but they're just different, you know? Obviously. And also sometimes people come in as a judge and like you just know in your bones it's a temporary situation. Yeah, it's not permanent. Like they're sitting in someone else's chair. I feel like they let you know that. You know? Yeah, Nick Jonas definitely felt temporary. But Ari Ari doesn't feel like forever. She's not Blake Shelton. But I feel like she could be like a Gwen Stefani who was there for a good amount of time. Yeah. But she's just, like, she needs to stay, like, for the show. I'm telling you, like, the show will not be be good without her. Well, once she was going back on tour and stuff. But I think for just this time in her life, and she's newly married, so she's staying, like, home, local. I think it's great for her. She's always, like, has looks, and now her Instagram's, like, popping off because she's dressed up every day. She used to just, like, take selfies and turn them upside down and post that and be the most followed woman on Instagram. It's so true. But now it's really interesting. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, like, I really hope that she's enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed watching her, welcoming her into our homes. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I'm so happy for Kelly. Like, we were just saying this yesterday. Like, it's all coming up, Kelly. It's all coming up, Kelly. And this is further proof. Mm -hmm. Happy for her. And I haven't heard this band, but it sounds like um, a name that was thrown out for Tom Sandoval and his cover band, but they decided to go with Tom Sandoval and the most extras. But it could have been Tom and the Girls or whatever this band's called. Girl named Tom. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story, which is a little more TV contract news? Is it the more TV contract news? No, it's not? Okay, No, I don't think it is. Okay, okay. It's that Kathy Hilton is reportedly returning to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after getting more cash. So rumors have been swirling that Kathy Hilton was asking for a big payday to return to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And now they have made a deal. So she will be signing on as a friend of for the upcoming season. Is that what she was last time? Yeah, if even that. She wasn't like holding a diamond or anything. Um, And she will be joining the girls. Even though production has been halted because of... A bunch of the women got COVID. Oh, again? Garcelle, not the same Oh, I saw Garcelle on Twitter saying... And Rinna, and one other person. Interessant. Yeah, very interessant. Anyways, she felt like she was being undervalued on the show, and now they have reached a... She's right. A tristis. Good. Do they say how much she got paid? No. No. I'm curious. It's definitely not above... Like, the highest paid ever was obviously Denise, two seasons, $4 million. Yeah, but also it couldn't... It can't be more than what Kyle's making. Because that would just be, like, so upsetting. And if I were Kyle, like, that... I'm sure it's already frustrating. Like, Kathy literally comes on the season for... Does nothing. On the show for two minutes, like, does nothing. And is, like, America's sweetheart, whereas Kyle's been working at this for 10 years. Whatever. But I'm sure, like... It's fun to be able to do it together. But to come in in the next season and make more than her, I think I don't think she would stand for that. Also, as someone who's not even a full-time castmate. Right, right. But also, contracts are secret. Like, they, Kyle would only know if Kathy's making more than her if Kathy's sharing what she's making with Kyle. Yeah, no, but if Kathy got, like, a blockbuster contract to be a housewife, like, I do think that might be, be in news. the news. Or, yeah. yeah. And so I think she would have to talk about it with Kyle beforehand. Oh, my God, that would be so crazy. If she yeah. ever does become a full-time housewife, she probably could... And would get paid more than Kyle. Because, like, Denise got paid more than Kyle. 
right. Denise is a household famous person. Kathy Hilton. Of course, but it's it's you agree that it's different because they're sisters. Like that would I don't think that yeah, but I don't think that she should get paid less because her sister's been on the show for ten no, years. Or like Kyle should get paid if they want to pay Kathy, like say it was whatever, two million dollars for a season and that's not what Kyle's making, then they need to up what Kyle's making. I just feel like that would be like so Yeah, but that's you're wrong. a righteous person, but that's not how business works. No, but even I remember like Lisa Rinna said this once kind of I don't know if it was on an episode or a reunion or just off air where it's like for the women who are making that much more you need to bring that much more. She said it on Radio Andy I remember like when about like Vanderpump like who was making the most out of all of them then like earn your check yeah and the rest of us like and I mean I don't think that it should always be that literal but there is some truth to it and so if Kathy's going to be the highest paid housewife then she needs to be working the hardest yeah, but the thing about Kathy is, like, when she does the least, it's what gives us the most. Like, I know. it's this weird dynamic. I know, but I just think it would it would cause issues in the group if she really just, like, floated her way in, was making more than all of them. It ain't no, right. I hear you. But I see her the same way I see, like, Denise Richards is an A-lister. Kathy Hilton, on her own, outside of the show, is an A-lister. Yeah. Like, that's what A-listers get paid. Right, but Denise, I think, came in, like, ready to get her hands dirty and, like, be a housewife, and that's exactly what she did, and she really, you know, went I'm, through it. I'm sure if Kathy was a full-time castmate, like, she would make more of an effort, but she's a friend of, like, she she can phone it in. Yeah, but I don't think that she, like, why should she even really want to make more of an effort, do more than she's doing, or, like, get really in the weeds on the drama? She's not a dramatic no, she person. Is, she also has the perfect setup. She's literally, I've never seen a friend of sit for the whole reunion. Right. She's a unique butterfly. Well, she didn't sit the whole reunion, did she? Literally. Remember I actually think squished? she did. They brought her out and then it was squishy, but she didn't leave. She was there like, if she wasn't there 100% of the time, she was there 95%. Yeah. And that's never happened. Ascala was there for a, fl- a flash. Yeah. Kim D, Kim G. Yeah, one sec, I have heartburn. Ooh. Do you want me to get you a tum or something? No, I took my heartburn medication. Like I actually think I have a tum in my ago. purse, though. No, it'll kick in soon. Are you sure? Why not? I have a tum. No, I have tums too. But like, if I already took medication, I don't want to take more. A tum is not medication. It's like a second candy. A gross one. Are you sure? I'm sure. Thank you, though. Okay. Thank you for your concern. I just love tums. Like, I would never leave my house without tums. Anyways, I'm just concerned about Kyle because I just hope, you know, that would be really... And I would understand Kyle's frustration. Kyle has put this show on her back. Kyle built this show from the ground up. And I, for the other women, it's like an honor to have Kathy Hilton. When it's your sister, it's like... Anyway. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... It's different. No, and Andy did ask at the reunion, like, is there any jealousy? And she said no, but the only... And I actually didn't... I believed her, but the only time I thought there was, like, a little bit of jealousy was when Kathy and Kyle were on Watch What Happens Live. It was just, like, the Kathy show, you know? Yeah, and it's just, like, it's so easy. Like, everybody loves Kathy. It's so easy for her, like... Yeah, and she didn't have the first seat. And, like, she didn't even care. Do you know what I mean? She was, like, still the star in the second chair on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm sure it's been that way, like, their whole lives, maybe. You know, where it's, like, one... People are just... Drawn drawn to to different people. Some people just have to work harder. But you know what? It's just sister dynamics. It is. And you know what? Andy said it best, I think. I think learning more about Kathy really made me understand Kim. I agree with that. Like, and I actually wouldn't mind seeing Kim back, like the three gals back together. Even though I don't think this show was good for her sobriety. I'm good. You are? I like Kim. Extremely good. Oh, I enjoy her. I think she's like a PJ. No, like now I, I do feel like. I have a better sense of her, but I still don't need her, like, on the show. Yeah. So I agree with half of what you said. Okay. 
Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the fifth and final story that's brought to you by Manscaped? It's holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer competition. Manscaped, thanks for giving us an excuse to get all the gifts that our boyfriends, husbands, partners have been needing year round. They've changed more than 4 million men worldwide for the better. Um, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code TOAST. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for his balls, back, chest, the list goes on, and the Weed Whacker, which is the ear and nose hair trimmer. They also have their famous liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant, and the Crop Reviver, which is a ball toner to keep him smelling nice down there. You're getting a deal with the Performance Package because if you order now, you receive two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, which is the best free gift ever um it's just like a gorgeous leathery mature thing like when ben used to pack he just used to like throw his toothbrush in his suitcase like now he has this nice travel pouch and it's just very mature also all the manscaped products are fabulous ben uses them all the ear trimmer all the the serums they're just a fabulous manly like skincare pubic preserving company and it's a great gift great stocking stuffer for your boyfriend or your husband and you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code toast cheers to rocking the best gifts of all this season a gift for him but really a gift for you manscaped.com code toast I love a pubic preserving company see I feel like I should work in some sort of marketing department like that should I made that up that wasn't even manscaped what if it's this manscaped preserve your pubes got it no I got a better one manscaped Preserving your pubes since, when were they? 2001. How is that better? I didn't say it right. Hold on. <laughs> what did you say? Manscaped. Preserve your pubes. No, mine was Manscaped. Preserving pubes since 2001. I think that sounds better. You think the 20 years of per pube preservation? And I didn't say your pubes. I didn't say your pubes. I said preserving pubes. Right, because sometimes you do want to get a gift for someone else. And, like, if I'm being marketed towards I really don't want to think about my own pubes, to be honest. You want to think about other Others, people's. yeah. Okay, cool. Good to know. So which story was this? The fifth and final. The final story! That's a magic number. Our fifth and final story, a little sports news. Steph Curry makes history, breaking the NBA's all-time three-point record. He's officially the greatest. So Steph Curry made history in front of a Madison Square Garden crowd, which included Ben Soffer, mm -hmm. on Tuesday night by setting an NBA record for the most career three-point shots made. The Golden State Warriors scorer faced the Knicks, needing just two three-point shots to pass the former NBA player Ray Allen's career three-point record of 2,973. Curry broke the record with seven minutes and 34 seconds left in the game. Who won the game? Probably not the Knicks, honestly. But yeah, I, I would but assume. Who would even know? Because yeah, I know. Any, everyone's only talking about this. And also, the former record holder was in the crowd. Yes, Ray Allen. I saw that on TV. I was watching, and I literally tuned in at the perfect time. Ben was like, put it on. I'm like, I'm eating. And then like I moseyed my way over to my bed. 
put it on the second Steph Curry like took the shot and everyone was freaking out. I'm like, what is going on? Well, I saw Steph Curry take the shot because Ben got it on Instagram. Ben got it on Instagram and Ben is like floating on cloud nine because like the, you know, there, at every game there's a million photographers, a million videographers, but you know, always the best picture of like an iconic moment like lasts forever in history. And the photo that like, you know, the sports universe decided to use is literally Steph Curry and Ben. Like, yeah. it's actually the craziest picture. It's being posted everywhere. And Ben is wearing his Not Like Other Girls merch with my face on it, which basically like I was there too. It's you, Steph and Ben. Right, and it was just like kind of an iconic moment for toasters. Always. And I love when there's a toasty influence in an iconic moment. Me too. And I think Ben was excited because he was also wearing a spritz hat. He's like a walking billboard. Like, he's, yeah. like, he's like, oh, I'm going to the next game. What should I market today? Yeah. No, and I think he knew he was going to have good seats and this could be a history-making game. And he played it well, this marketing man. No, it was iconic. Like, really, truly iconic. I didn't hear much about the game afterwards because Ben was just, like, so obsessed with this photo of himself. He's like, everyone's texting me. <laughs> Stop. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, too. Like, that's, like, for him, that's, like, us, that's you know, like getting... That's, like, you being in the background of Kim Kardashian's paparazzi picture. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. Margo was, but, yeah. No, you were once, remember, after yes, of course. Gift of Life? Of course, just my leg, but it was good. But then, also, Margo was, too, once. Yeah. So, no, I understand the, the power of this moment for Ben, and I'm thrilled for him. I really, really am. Um... Yeah, that's really all I can say. And I'm thrilled for Steph, obviously. Obviously. You love to see records being set, you know greatness achieved and like the baton passing you know from one generation right Alan is retired so like from one generation to the other yeah and then the guy on uh, CBS or TNT who was you know emceeing the show the the game the announcer the announcer yeah he held the record before Ray Allen and he was like when I had it there was no fanfare like we didn't keep these records like you know I didn't even know I I broke the record Interesting. Yeah, so it was like three generations. Reggie Miller, is that who that is? Sure. I Three generations of record breaking. It was quite beautiful. Wow, that is beautiful. You know, you love to see it. It was a star-studded game. Ben said he saw Pete Davidson. Oh. And Pete Davidson is also in like all the iconic pictures from last night because he's wearing a neon pink hoodie and you just like can't not notice him. Who was he with? Um, I didn't really uh, see anyone and I forgot to ask Ben. But like yeah. Ben's not... He probably wasn't with, like, obviously not Kim, Kim or anything. No. I feel like, you know, his sister or something. Yeah, well, that's nice. We would have known if it was Kim. Obviously. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm happy for Ben. I'm happy for, you know. Steph. Steph, the Golden State Warriors. The Knicks, that, you know, something that they did, people cared about. No, that's huge for a New York <laughs> Knicks fan. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. And also what was really sweet is that, like, the second he made the shot, he, like, you know, got subbed out and, like, ran to the crowd and hugged his mom. It was really sweet. That's really cute. Yeah. Gotta love an iconic sports moment. You know, historic. Yeah. No, it's cool to have big moments. Who do you think is, like, the best basketball player, like, of all time? That's a really controversial question. I know. it's LeBron versus, versus Jordan. Kobe. Michael no. Jordan. No, it's LeBron versus Kobe. No, it's LeBron versus Michael Jordan. I've seen um, Bad Teachers so many times. They argue. I feel like it's LeBron versus Kobe. No, Jason Siegel's always arguing with the campers over LeBron. It's LeBron versus Jordan. Would you know, Artem? What do you Artem? Think? More Jordan. More Jordan. Though it seems as though none of us are experts. No, but like, what about Kobe? Kobe is a great player, but it's LeBron versus Jordan. I'm gonna call Ben. Okay. Hopefully he's. And up. then also get his take on 
on the uh, on like LeBron or Jordan. Everybody like who has cares about these things has a really strong opinion about it. But like Ben is obsessed with Kobe. Maybe that's why it's like in my brain. Yeah. But, like no, but it's like I think also depends on the position that you play because like even though Steph Curry just beat this record, like it's not LeBron versus Steph. That's true. So it's like how much? Of course, like this motherfucker is always calling me. The right, one he time literally calls him. her during the show every. Oh, all day, day. every day. I could try my husband. Yeah, why not? I, mean, I don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> no, he didn't pick up. Pick up. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm right. Like, no, I just, no? I know. Okay. Like, I, wow, straight to voicemail. Wow, oh my God. Savage. Are they cheating on us? <laughs> Maybe they're together being like. Oh, and my phone's broken. Oh my God, okay. Do well, you know any more men that you could call? Uh, Zach Shapiro? <laughs> oh, Shapiro. No, he's more football. Okay. I guess we'll never know. No, they'll let us know. It's LeBron versus Jordan. And so who do you think is the best player then? Um, like, I don't know. I, like, don't know a lot. But just some of the information that I gather is, like, I don't really get the vibe that, like, LeBron is, like, a team player. Um, and I feel like that's an integral part of being the greatest of all time. Interesting. What what makes you think that? I don't know. I just, like, remember when I used to, like, actually care, like, about what Ben was watching. He was, like, a ball hog when he was, like, in Miami Heat, you know? Yeah. And also, I think for a lot of people, I don't know if people feel this way, but just this is just, like, how I remember it. Like, when he left the King Charles Cavaliers to go to the Heat just to, like, you know, win fancy. down there and, like, live in South Beach and all that stuff, it just... Like, he was not in it for the right reasons. Yeah. And then he came back to Cleveland, which was nice because that's his hometown and he cares so much about Akron like he is the school. But could you imagine living in Cleveland and leaving? No. Actually. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. Couldn't. I couldn't. I can't. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Jordan. I'm going to go with Jordan too. But I can't. he's a classic. Yeah, a cl- maybe it's easier for us to choose Jordan because like he doesn't play anymore. It's hard to say that the person playing right now is like the greatest to ever do it, you know? But I... There are, like, a lot of stats that people use to compare and contrast in these arguments that happen every day. Should we just take it to Google? I don't know. You know, I'm having phone problems, so I can't even do it. Like, my my keyboard's not popping up. They're trying to stop you from finding out the truth. It's true, because it's Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, should we dive into the TV recap? Yes. Which is brought to you by ZocDoc. Has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor, you search and find one that looks good, you wait on hold, book an appointment, rearrange your schedule, and then when you finally go in, you find out the doctor doesn't even take your insurance? The worst, but there's a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or on video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again, whether you need a primary care physician, dental, dentist, something more specialized like a dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor. ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com toast and, and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people are using ZocDoc, and we're one of them, so make sure you go to ZocDoc.com toast to download the app, sign up for free, prioritize your health, ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash toast. All right, Vanderpump Rules was like unbelievably infuriating because I was feeling a lot of different emotions. Like I just actually, you know who's really, really grown on me? Like 10X. Raquel? No. James? No. Ariana? Yes. Okay. She's just like funny and light and she really does not get involved in this whole drama. Like, and you know, she stands up for Katie more than her fucking husband does. So I actually really like her aside from the fact that like, she, you know, I have sympathy for her. She, like she has to live with Sandoval, you know, like. I know. Like when, Okay. So when he was flat ironing his hair yeah, yeah, yeah. and she came into the bathroom, he started singing a song about flat ironing his hair yeah. and it was like really painful. Um, 
What did you think about that? I thought that I wonder if like he's this annoying on TV because I have this whole thing in my head like Sandoval saw what Stassi did and how successful Stassi was with her brand. She like created this like basic bitch thing and it was basic bitch book, basic bitch this, basic bitch this. It was very seamlessly integrated over the last seven years on the show and that's why it was so successful. And I think he saw that, realized he's really not done anything even remotely similar and wants to replicate it. And he's trying to jam in what Stassi did in seven years into one season of Vanderpump Rules. By being extra. By being extra in the bathroom, extra with his band, extra in the restaurant, extra in the new restaurant, extra with his outfit, extra with the vagina candle, extra with the basket he brings extra at Tom's house. Like, he's just trying to do the most so that, like, he too can be successful outside of the show. Now he has his cover band, Tom, and the most extras. Like... It's so obvious to me what he's doing. And so perhaps Ariana like sees him at work being extra and is like, okay, I can tune this out because he's working right now. I have to imagine he's not that annoying. No one could live with someone that annoying 24-7. <laughs> like, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I totally agree. I also just have a logistical question because it looks like everyone was doing their own hair and makeup for Ariana's party, which is fine. But then she said... That I she need your help start, with my hair. I need my, your help with my hair. But her hair was like... Sickening. Sickening best hair I've ever seen. No, she, someone did it. But why would she say that? I don't know. Someone did it. Why would she say that? I don't know. Somebody did it. I was trying to figure out how they could have done that together. Yeah. So I feel like what was interesting is that this is the first episode where Ariana and Stassi are not fighting for like birthday things. And like Ariana was like very um, like light. Like she had a really good time. I was like happy for her. Like happy to see her that way. Katie Maloney made me cackle so many times during the episode. Me too. She was being so funny. She is like literally my queen. No, she is like her role on the show this season is just to give a voice to everything that we're feeling about Tom Sandoval. And like, I know a lot, Tom Sandoval has a lot of fans and people just like love what he brings to the show. And, but there are also people who like, they're, they're also normal people. They're in pain watching this. And she is there to represent us. And like when she said, I would rather lick Tom Schwartz's foot after a day at Disneyland in slides than have dinner with Tom Sandoval. That spoke to my soul. No, she's giving a voice to the voiceless. <laughs> Like, she's just, like, literally a queen. Like, I just agree with everything she says, like, off the bat. It's just such a delight to, like, have someone you can really get behind. Yeah, and I am and I haven't felt this way about Katie every single season. A lot of times, like... I disagreed when they with her. I've disagreed with her, especially when, you know, if she was, like, going at it with her friends mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, this season, just everything she's saying is speaking to me. And just because her she attitude, doesn't give a fuck. Her attitude towards all of it is very relatable i just the only thing i want to push katie to do is like somebody needs to give tom schwartz like an ass whooping like if that was my husband and he was out here like embarrassing me not defending me taking up with someone who's speaking to me in that derogatory of a way like the talking to that my husband would get at home would you could feel the earth shatter like i would never accept that and I know she does her best, but I think she could go harder on Tom Schwartz. I don't think so. I think she, I think, I'm sure she's given him so many talking to's and he sits there and quakes. And then when it comes time to talk to Tom Sandoval, he sits there and quakes. Like he just like can't. The truckers for Tom. Truckers Schwartz. for Katie Maloney. Okay, yeah. At, but like he really is quite infuriating Tom Schwartz. And I just felt like when Katie was crying outside of Tom Tom, because once again, like, you know. Tom said that every, all the money in her house came from him. Which is insane. And also the way that he was talking about branding them as a duo, I did find to be like creepy and weird. And also... And predatory. Because you know what? Like, yes. So so you're saying like since the sidecar days, you've been trying to make you and Tom a brand. And you've always been doing it in a way that like makes Tom look stupid. Like you make him like your side bitch. And you know what? Everyone... Rihanna loves Tom. 
Everyone loves Tom. So I think Tom Schwartz knows that like Tom, no, sorry, Tom Sandoval knows that Tom Schwartz is like an asset publicly and made it his mission to like be a duo with him without Tom Schwartz really knowing because who the fuck thinks like that? Right, and also like Tom Schwartz does has a, have a wife and if she's not down for this and if she doesn't like you, then that's a problem. And it was actually so glad when Lisa said, that was my idea because it was Tom and Tom were never like they were always you know really good friends but they also it was Tom Tom and Jack's like Tom and Tom became like this duo brand with the restaurant with the restaurant and that was Lisa's idea mm -hmm. and when she said it even I feel like a lot of the viewers were like wait why would you give a, a, sh a restaurant to, to Tom, Tom and Schwartz? Tom like when there's what about like the witches of WeHo or like there's Tom some, never worked at the restaurant there were so many avenues she could have gone down and she chose this one and that was really her idea and like Sandoval trying to take credit for it and Lisa calling him out was a beautiful thing yeah no he just took credit for it that conversation was so infuriating I couldn't have sat there and like let someone take credit for everything my my husband had done especially when you when you really look at look at it now like from like a bird's eye view he like kind of manipulated tom into this partnership where like tom is never thinking like oh how do i make my next business move tom schwartz is never thinking yeah. that and like tom sandoval consciously like sought out this partnership making tom schwartz like the you know the dumb to his dumber like and and then like wanting to be praised for it when nobody asked you to do that. Right. Also, based on what I've seen this season, I think that Tom Sandoval is a bit fiscally irresponsible when it comes to his personal finances and also the business, like all of these loans that are mm -hmm. being taken out on a restaurant that is a risky, risky gamble. Like the, this isn't the time to enter the restaurant no. industry. They already have a restaurant. Now they're splitting up their time. The show's on its way down. Things aren't... It's not really a good... It feels like it's a last-ditch effort for them to, like, make something happen, and it's far too late. And I hope, like, when we go to get to the reunion, we find out that this restaurant idea has been kaput. If either of them actually get those loans, like, I will cry. Yeah. It's like Whitney Rose. But at least Whitney Rose has more potential than a second restaurant from TomTom. Tom. I would say so. Yeah. I would say that a she A beauty does. brand she's in COVID is very... A good idea. And, like, she's on her way up. This mm -hmm. show is on its way up. Like, this is a really bad idea on all counts. And I just, anyways, when Katie was crying and she was just like, I'm just so tired. I just felt like she, if she was like, maybe she did feel sleepy in the moment. But the way that I read it was like, I'm tired of this shit and like this show and this dynamic and like fucking Sandoval. And just, like having to force you to do what's right. Like for no, just. I mean, yes. But like, I think, Tom, like, I think that's so much of what Katie ultimately loves about Tom is like his good naturedness. Mm -hmm. And it's a sword that cuts both ways because yeah, he's true. not able to stand up to people. But I think she's just like tired of having to play in the sandbox with fucking Tom Sandoval. Yeah. No, I think you're hundred percent right. I just don't really see how this show can go on can like go on. this. And when I was listening to give them Lala, mm -hmm. she was saying that she, there's like some, I forget her exact words, but like there's a chance that she doesn't come back next season pretty mm -hmm. much. She felt like completely on an island at the reunion. No one te has texted her since about like the Drama. breakup and stuff except for Raquel. And she was saying like that she might not be back next season. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's a sinking ship. Like no one wants to be the last one on it. Yeah. And she has the least, like, of the OG castmates, like, she has the least invested and tied it into the show. Because we don't even see, like, give them Lala Beauty stuff mm -hmm. or any of her, like, professional endeavors. But, like, I mean, Tom and Tom are completely holding to the tied show. Tied to Lisa. Which ties Katie and Ariana and, I mean, Sheena as well. So. Still works at Surrey, Yeah. No, does she? No, not currently. Like, they pretend to. Yeah, but I but think. But she hasn't been fired. Yeah, no, but Sheena's always been, like, kind of like a floater in the space yeah and it works for her yeah um so it was it was actually a pretty good episode just because it like got me thinking yeah it got me thinking too of course i my 
you know, there wasn't enough Lala, which was frustrating. Yeah. And it, like, was making me sad, like, seeing, like, Randall helping her with her assistant and, like, knowing, like, we'll never see that again. She posted a TikTok, like, you know, every day for a week she's walking out of her front door in, like, a sickening new look. And the caption was, like, I didn't know when I was filming this it would be I'd be preparing for my final exit. Like, I guess she doesn't go live in the house anymore, like, and she doesn't plan on it. Which sucks because that's such a nice house. Yeah. I wonder where she's living right now. I know. I, like, worry. I know she was, like, the whole time they were together, she was, like, very much understanding that, like, it's a possibility that he'll do this again. I can't be financially dependent on him. So I'm glad that she did the books. She does the podcast. She does La La Beauty. But like, I'm worried about her financially, like, because Randall was obviously, you know, covering a lot of it. Yeah. But she has systems in place, I think. And she's a smart cookie. Yeah. So, and her podcast was really good. I was really enjoying um, just, like, listening to it. Good. Girl mm-hmm. talk while I was getting ready. It was a good vibe. Um, so the reunion should be good. Also, like, with the Raquel and James stuff. Yeah, and then did you watch Katie and Sheena and Brock on Watch What Happens Live? No, how was it? Um, it wasn't good because it was virtual, and so Andy was, like, out the door. I'm surprised he was even sitting in the chair and not standing by the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, couldn't give two shits what they yeah. were saying. Ask them. They would literally give, like, an answer, and then, like, they would say one word and then, like, launch into a sentence, and he would cut them off before the sentence. Like, it was quite painful on That's that That's the tough thing. Front. Like, the whole Watch What Happens Live is so, like dependent on Andy's mood and no human being can be in a good mood all the time and especially Andy just is prone to I think being in bad moods um it makes the show extremely volatile and it's worse when it's virtual because like he cuts them off less in person because you know when they're about to say something else but like with the delay it's just like yeah pretty painful yeah so and I was just like I didn't understand why Brock was in frame too I feel like he was supposed to bartend and then for sure um it didn't, he is so thirsty like he's so thirsty and then it didn't work out like him going them going to New York and so he was like but I still want to be on for that's sure. really what I feel like happened and so they actually had an audience member bartending which was funny that's cute he was just like a random guy from Ohio that must have been like the best day of his life <laughs> Andy was like how is it over there and he was like the same as over there. <laughs> LOL. That's actually funny. Um, yeah, Brock is, like, so thirsty, it's actually uncomfortable. Like, his intent... He doesn't even try and, like, be subtle with his intentions. Like, we know exactly why he's with Sheena. Yeah, no, and him saying, like, uh, saying, you know, I asked you to post on Instagram, not give me a kidney. It's, like, mm, that's, like, just not what... It's, don't... Be, like, it's still a big deal. It's, it's a big deal for these people. Yes. Totally. And... He doesn't get that because I guess he's it's not new. a big deal for him. Yeah. Um, so that's a better bump rules recap. That's our show. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Nope. I think I feel wrapped up. I just started a new season of Great British Bake Off. Mm. And so that's been delightful. Quite soothing. I have like this roaring hunger pain in my stomach. Like, can we go have lunch? Sure. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Oh my God, Ben's calling me back. Hold on, hold on. You guys, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Okay, Ben, we're podcasting and I'm going to record you. So don't say anything crazy and I'm putting you on speaker, okay? We were having a, a basketball debate. You know, who do you think are the two best basketball players of all time? That people are always debating. Like, who are people me? always comparing? They're always comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron. Fuck. James. Okay, I was wrong. And what about Kobe? No, by the way, real ones know that the debate should be between Kobe and Michael Jordan. Oh, I'm oh, a real one. And so not LeBron? That being, that being Oh, wait, said, Michael and Kobe? Michael and Kobe. What uh-huh. about LeBron? Michael, there's a reason Michael Jordan has a 
12 billion dollar shoe empire yeah. michael jordan is the goat of goats mm-hmm. then there are two other people that you can consider when discussing greatest of all time and you're either a kobe fan or you're a lebron fan i personally have always been a kobe fan and i will say real ones are kobe fans mm. uh but you can't be both a LeBron fan and a Kobe fan. Okay, but then who do you think is best? Michael, LeBron, or Kobe? Michael. Thank you. Have a great day. I'll see you at home. Love you. Wait, Jackie said that LeBron James was the greatest of all time. No, 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 Okay, I'm so glad we got that settled. And you know what? If you made it to the end of this episode, drop a comment on our most recent Instagram. Who's the greatest of all time in basketball? Is it Kobe? Is it LeBron? Is it Michael Jordan? Or is it Danilo Gallinari? Or is it Chris Humphreys? Mm. Should I call Ben back? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.